Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. The 2023 TCS New York City Marathon. The day that I've been waiting for, the day that you might be waiting for, we've been training hard for the past four, five, maybe even six months. And even though there are 40 to 50,000 people running this weekend, we mustn't forget all the people behind the scenes that have made it possible for us. Let's not forget about our partners, our spouses, who have also put in the long hours trying to figure out the logistics of taking care of our kids and taking care of the house. So if we haven't said it before, let me be the first to say we appreciate you. Thank you for supporting us during our marathon season. Thank you for supporting us with all the training that we've done. And we're in this together. So let's talk about the marathon. Now, what you may not know is that the New York City Marathon is the largest of the six world marathon majors, which include Tokyo, Boston, London, Berlin, Chicago, and of course, New York City. It's also the most challenging of the six world marathon majors. Things to think about as we approach race day in a couple of days. Remember to lay low and stay off your feet the first few days before the marathon. Many of us are excited to check out the race day expo. I'm actually headed there today, but try not to linger. Try to get in and out of there. Give yourself 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Check out some of the booths. Don't linger. Get home and rest your feet. The night before the marathon, really spend time to think about all the things you did and don't waste any time on all the things you didn't do. Because you've put in a lot of hours, you've committed to the long runs, trust what you've done, remember all the good workouts that you have completed. The night before the marathon, also try to consume a full meal. Try to consume some complex carbohydrates like pastas and potatoes and rice, but definitely don't overeat. When you wake up the next morning on race day, eat some calories, which are full of carbohydrates, something like four to 500 calories, which is a sports drink, and bring that sports drink or Gatorade with you to the starting line because that morning you really want to be well hydrated. You also want to stop drinking at some point before the race so that you can completely empty your bladder. The other tip I learned last year was to take a small cup of water or Gatorade with you from the corrals, from the runner's village to the starting line. So you can take your last four to six ounces right before the gun goes off. This is your first water stop. And you shouldn't have enough fluid that should make you want to pee because fluid should slowly drip through your system, drip through your kidneys. Most of your resources at this point, most of the blood that's circulating in your body will be going to your legs. So you won't be producing much urine anyway. But let's talk about race day. Now, I am no marathon veteran. Yes, I ran the New York City Marathon last year in 2022, and I do a lot of reading and research on the course analysis and pacing strategies. I preface what I'm about to say with, I'm not an expert, but I want to share with you some things that I've learned. As some of you may or may not know, the New York City Marathon starts in Staten Island. And the beauty of the New York City Marathon is that your feet will touch each and every one of the five boroughs at least for a moment. The marathon starts with a steep ascent up the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which lasts about a mile, 
and then another mile down the same bridge, which descends you into Brooklyn. The bridge is considered the biggest hill on the entire course, and certainly it is. There are smaller rolling hills, there are additional bridge crossings, but the first bridge is the steepest. The most important thing to remember is to start slow. Be smart, be conservative, because this is going to make all the difference as you enter Central Park during the last stretch of the race. Many people break down marathons into smaller components, and the most common is to break it down into three sections, which I will discuss a little bit later. But this includes the first 10 miles, the second 10 miles, and the last 10K, which some people say is where the race really starts. For New York, however, I like to think about dividing the race into five sections. The first being the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which is miles one and two. The second is miles two to 16, which include Brooklyn and Queens, which will be the biggest chunk of the entire course. The third, after you enter Manhattan from Queensboro Bridge, is miles 16 to 20 up First Avenue. The fourth section is miles 20 to 23, which include a small stint in the Bronx and trekking down Fifth Avenue. And the last section is miles 23 to the finish, which include mostly Central Park. So let's talk about these sections in a little more detail. Section one, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. Now, you've been waiting in Runner's Village or the staging area for a couple hours. You probably took a super early ferry from the Staten Island Ferry Terminal. You're standing in your wave. You're standing in your corral. You're anticipating the largest marathon in the world. Your adrenaline is pumping. The gun is about to go off. Here in New York, they're going to play Frank Sinatra. They're going to sing the national anthem. But remember, you have put in months and months of our training. So the most important thing at this point right now is to trust your training and know that you are ready to run this race. Once the gun goes off, don't let the thousands of runners around you dictate your pace. It's really going to be difficult to create a frame of reference because there'll be such a large crowd around you. Your legs are going to be a little fatigued. We've been tapering this week or last week. And remember, the first part of the bridge is a pretty steep uphill section. It may not seem steep to you because of the thousands of people around you, but my advice here is to be cautious. Walk as much as you can, walk to the starting line, and slowly start shuffling with the crowd and building up your pace. The first mile of the Verrazano Nails Bridge is a 150-foot ascent, so don't be mistaken. Don't rush this section of your race, because many races have come apart at the end due to poor race management at the beginning. Remain relaxed. Try not to push your pace once you reach the top. Many of us will be tempted to speed down the hill and make up some of that lost time at the beginning. We're going to try to get to our goal pace before. But be patient. Remember, you have 24 miles left to slowly get back on track. Section two, Brooklyn and Queens. This is the longest part of the New York City Marathon. You will spend 11 miles in Brooklyn and just a few quick but very enjoyable miles in Queens. There are two small hills and bridges, but they aren't too steep. Once you come down off the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, you will finally enter Brooklyn. And that silence during the bridge running, that time you spent thinking about your cadence, maybe talking to your running partners, is gone. You'll be met here with a very large cheering crowd, and they remind you that you are part of the largest marathon in the world. But again, resist that temptation to respond to the crowd's energy. Keep your heart rate in check. 
Check your cadence. Trust your pace, because if you speed up now, trust me when I say this, you will pay the price later. Brooklyn is fun. It's good energy. It's good crowds. You might see people in the audience who you know. They might want to stop and give you a high five. But keep your pace comfortable. Keep your pace enjoyable. Keep your breathing in check. Keep your cadence in mind. And even if you found yourself a little bit behind pace after the first couple miles, don't panic. There's plenty of race left. Just increase your pace maybe a few seconds per mile. You will cross two bridges during, during the section. The first is the Lafayette Avenue, which is around mile eight. And it's a small 50-foot rise. The next is Pulaski Bridge, which connects you from Brooklyn to Crean, which is also about a 50-foot rise, about 3.5% on your slope if you've practiced running on a treadmill. Remember, Queens and Long Island City are both enjoyable. You'll be met with fun crowds and some music. Someone might hand you some fruit, a banana, or an apple. But soon you will face your most significant incline, which is the Queensboro Bridge. Queensboro Bridge is one and a half miles long. The elevation of the bridge is 120 feet. And once you enter the bridge, it's going to be a little spooky. It's eerily quiet. There are no spectators on the bridge. You'll see many people taking pictures, get a good view of the financial district if you run on the left side of the bridge. And take this time to check your pace. Take this time to make sure you have a good rhythm and get pumped because you're about to meet a crowd that you've never expected in your entire life. Enjoy this mile and a half. Enjoy the calm before the storm. Section three, First Avenue. After you've completed probably the most difficult incline of the marathon, you're here. You're at mile 16. You've just come down the Queensboro Bridge. You're turning left onto First Avenue. And again, you'll be met with an enormous cheering crowd. And the sounds will seem somewhat louder to you because you just came off the relative silence of the bridge. Enjoy the experience of the crowd because you're going to feel like a rock star. I caution you to remain calm. Control your pace. You still have 10 miles to go. First Avenue is relatively fun. That's where my family and my kids are going to meet me during the race. It's relatively flat. It's a little bit downhill. There's good energy. There's good crowds. There's very few turns. It's a great time to get back into your rhythm. Again, check your cadence, as we've talked about in the past. If you want to, you can make up small bits of time here. But again, don't let the crowds push you. If your legs are starting to get a little heavy, maybe drop down the pace a little bit because you're going to need that energy for that last 10K. Section four. The Bronx. When you enter the Bronx, you'll be entering the last 10K of the race. And many people suggest that this is where the New York City Marathon really starts. If you've stuck to your plan and you've controlled your pace, you're resisting charging up and down the bridges, you will be ready to tackle the remaining sections of the course. You won't spend much time in the Bronx, but the time that you, you do spend there is pretty loud. It's pretty exciting. You'll be met with many spectators. Some will offer to give you a massage or roll out some cramps in your calves and your thighs. Stay focused. The terrain is relatively challenging. There are a few turns. And just as you're getting into the rhythm of the Bronx, you will be leaving via 138th Street Bridge, a gradual uphill, and then straight down Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue is a slight incline. And if you join most of us in New York for the last 10 last weekend, Remember, Fifth Avenue is a small incline. It will make you feel a little sluggish. 
your legs will get a little bit tired. You might have to slow down your pace just a little bit, but make sure your feet keep moving. Make sure your cadence is in check, but most importantly, make sure you have some fuel left in the tank for the last 5K. Section five. The last 5K of the New York City Marathon will guide you from Fifth Avenue through Central Park. It's time to soak in the crowds, look up at the skyscrapers on Central Park South. If you're a New Yorker, or you've spent some time in New York, you've probably done a lot of training in Central Park. And remember this part of the loops, you're doing it in reverse, of course. There are some long hills. The longest is at the beginning, which is around mile 23, but it's not that steep. It will feel steep because again, you're at mile 23, but you'll pass Loeb Boathouse on your right. You'll pass Central Park Zoo on your left, slowly coming out of the park. You'll see the Plaza Hotel and you'll be met with enormous rushes of crowds on Central Park South. This is the time to push it. Less than a half a mile to go. Running west on Central Park South, try to remember all the hours you put into your training. Trust everything that you've done. Know that the human body is the most miraculous machine there ever was. And if you feel like crying a little bit, go ahead and cry. It'll blend in with your tears. It'll blend in with your sweat. No one's going to know anyway. Let me leave you with a couple of strategies that might help you get through the New York City Marathon. Remember, we call this a marathon. It's not a sprint. So while you're running, try to choose landmarks that are down the course, like a street sign or a building or a lamp pole, and just promise yourself that you will maintain your pace until you reach that point. Once you reach that point, pick another landmark or object in the distance and maintain your pace until you reach that new point. Because by breaking down the marathon into these small, more digestible segments, you are going to achieve these small victories, which is going to continue to help motivate you throughout the race. Another strategy that I like is something called roping the competition. Here, you find a runner that's a little bit ahead of you by a few yards and you tie an imaginary rope around them and pretend you're just pulling yourself up to them. And once you reach them, you take that rope and tie it to another person in front of you and pull yourselves up to them. By slowly pulling yourself through the crowd, you mentally move through the crowd and move closer to the finish line. Hills are probably going to be the most challenging and difficult part of the New York City Marathon. So rather than visualize going all the way over the hill, chop that hill down into small bite-sized pieces. Don't focus on the apex, just focus on 10 to 15 feet in front of you. Shorten your stride a little bit, increase your cadence, stand up tall, and before you know it, the hill will be behind you. Remember the three C's when it comes to marathon running, or maybe anything you do in life. The first is confidence. Remember, be confident in your ability. Remember all the training you've done. Remember all the hard workouts. Remember the early morning hours you put in when you went for a run. Remember the late nights. Remember when your calves were sore, your back was hurting, your hamstrings were tired. But be confident. You can do this. The second C is control. Relax yourself early in the race. Don't go out hard. Run easy for the first 20 miles. I know that sounds like a lot, but trust me, it will pay off. The marathon can be easily divided into thirds. First 10 miles, second 10 miles, and the third 10K. Save yourself for the last 10K by running easy for the first 20. Number three, collection. Keep your thoughts collected. Stay cool out there. There will be 50,000 runners with you and even more spectators and distractions along the way. 
further you get along in this race, the more you're going to need to focus. So don't let the fans and the competitors get in the way of your zone. Stick to your plan. At some point in the race, you're going to feel great. At other points, you're going to feel terrible. Remember, during a marathon, your feelings are going to ebb and flow. You might hit a wall at some point. Just focus on the next mile. Don't focus on finishing. Just focus one mile at a time. You always have a little bit of energy left. There's a difference between normal, untrained people and you. You are not a normal, untrained person. You're a marathon runner. You're a machine. And sometimes as a machine, you have to dig down. You have to find that grit. You have to find that determination. Finish what you started. In the end, there's no better way to enjoy the marathon than having a well-executed race plan in place. This is going to leave you feeling exhilarated through the finish line. Run hard, run proud, smile, get your picture taken. I can't wait to see you all out there in the Runner's Village. So to everyone running the New York City Marathon this weekend, good luck. To all of our family and our partners and our spouses who have supported us on this journey, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Good luck, everyone. Rest up for a couple days, and I'll see you on Sunday. Until then, we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D.com. Thank you.